Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. Howie lads, Con Mort here, Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say, and Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do, Pope Francis here, Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Hello folks, how do you do, do, do? You're welcome, very welcome indeed to the Mayo Are Back podcast. You're listening to Season 7, Episode 10 I do believe, and the title of this episode is Get Your Cock Out. And this is very much going to be the theme of the episode altogether, so you can get a head start there and get yourselves ready and suitably prepared to go. I am ready to go, as is my accomplice, my comrade... The man in chief, the man who needs no introduction but gets one anyways. Fat Larry. Fat Larry, how do? How do to you, TJ? How do to all the Mayo inbreds out there? And of course, folks, when TJ says get your cock out, he of course means that Kevin McStay is going to need to get Mayo's all-time leading point scorer in championship football, Killian O'Connor, back onto the field this Saturday or Sunday or whenever the hell this game is taking place against Galway. Those were the rallying cries of our loyal friend, Motsi, of course, who has really tried to rally the troops ahead of this game against Galway at the weekend. And we will be echoing those sentiments right throughout the podcast this evening. It is very much time for Mayo to get their cock out. And it's very much a case, TJ, of time to shit or indeed get off this championship pot for 2023. Absolutely and utterly correct, Fat Larry. Before you even started there, I was going to echo those sediments, but having heard them, I will echo them to the absolute fullest. Now, we've come on to this podcast in many states over the course of this season, often deranged, often delusional, but we're sitting here today and... We're not quite as hard as we were a couple of weeks ago. I remember that very spatial equation with Patsy Broderick sitting around the round table last time around. He's not here today, unfortunately, and I'd love to get him back on. But will there even be another podcast? Could this be Sayonara from the Mayo Are Back team to the Mayo Are Back loyalist listeners dotted right around the globe? Well, that is the challenge, TJ. We have laid the gauntlet down to these Mayo players. No pressure, of course, but of course the symbiotic relationship which does exist between the Mayo senior football team and this particular podcast would mean that if they go out and shit the bed on Sunday in Salt Hill, there will not be another podcast next week. So that should be motivation enough for this Mayo team to get their fists out and indeed to get their fingers out from whatever holes they have found themselves in and go and get a win against our arch rivals in Galway. Shit or get off the pot, I suppose you could say, TJ. It's fair to say, last weekend, down in the Gaelic grounds in Limerick, Mayo got on the pot to take a shit, but they didn't take their Mayo jocks off and have left, been left red-faced and slightly embarrassed, I would say. We were heading straight through to the sugar-sweet last eights in Crow Park with a nice handy draw, it must be said, but now we're being faced with the prospect of going out against our arch rivals. What a calamitous equation that was, TJ. It really was nothing short of a disgrace, a downright deplorable disgrace, to borrow a phrase off a dear fan of the page, Mr. James Sloyne. He would be turning his pint around in absolute disgust watching that game last Sunday afternoon. And really what a 
terrible equation it was. The way that the Mayo team acquitted themselves in that second half. I was I was out on the beer myself, Fat Larry. I won't tell you a lie now. I didn't particularly get around to attending this particular game. I was having a little can and I was saying to myself, at six points up, surely to God, that's the job done. But this is the nature of being a Mayo inbred. You're never quite sure of where you stand in the world. You're never quite sure of yourself. And I suppose the anxiety and depression that we all walk around with on a daily basis can really be put down to this team of courageous Mayo boyings that we have. Absolutely. It was a very, very unusual day, it must be said. The Mayo supporters were both sweaty and wet and neither in a good way last weekend. Before the game started, the rain absolutely poured from the heavens above and rightly soaked the Mayo inbreds across the Gaelic grounds. And then as the the ball was thrown in, the sun came out and it turned into a little bit of a heat wave. Unfortunately, though, our Mayo boines were not feeling too hot on the day itself. They made a very, very poor start, if my memory serves me correct. I went about four points to one down, but rallied a little bit towards the end. But we think back to all of those equations in the past where Mayo built themselves a nice healthy lead coming down the stretch and were pegged rightly back by a Cork team who, must be said, aren't particularly good either. But on the day, they just happened to be a little less shit than this particular Mayo team. Looking back on that loud game, the signs were there. And I think that was reflected in our most recent podcast. They tried to peg us from the rear. They tried. They got close. They got to within an inch of getting right stuck inside Mayo in that second half. Cork, on the other hand, they just grabbed it with two hands and drove it home. And you could see the the style in which they were playing a fabulous amount of gusto. All credit to them and their management team. I believe Kevin Walsh from Galway had his grubby little fingerprints all over the Cork team over the last few months. And he would have been giving them all the dirty little tactics and scumbag-like sledging that we have become accustomed to from our neighbours in Galway. Speaking of which, we'll be heading down there this Sunday. And I think, Fat Larry, Mayo will not fear this Galway team. But I also think that Mayo will not beat this Galway team. It's fair to say, TJ, that myself and yourself really do love Mayo. And it would be one of our Mm -hmm. favourite counties in all of Ireland. So heading into the game at the weekend now, it's fairly... I would say it's fair to suggest that me and you and all of the listeners to this podcast, or indeed most of them, would really like to see Mayo win. And I would like to take this opportunity to ask the Mayo players now, kindly, I'm giving you lots of notice, we're giving you three or four days notice here, but we are asking from the bottom of our hearts for this Mayo team to please go out and give Galway an unmerciful hiding down in Salt Hill on Sunday. That would be just the ticket now and it would really put that pep in our step because unfortunately, TJ, we're looking at the prospect now of Mayo possibly being knocked out of the All-Arnold Senior Football Championship at the end of June, which will mean that we will be playing with ourselves for upwards on about nine months until we get to see the Mayo team again. And Lord knows what kind of a state we'll be in at that stage. I think at this stage, Fat Larry, it would probably be remissive of us not to praise ourselves on this equation because we've come too far as part of this journey that we're on, this spiritual unwellness journey that's taken us right around the country. It's taken us over as far as New York. It even took us down to Roscommon on many times, a place where we don't like to go. But 
we're it would be a shame of us to to leave it like this on such a sour a, a, a brown note as it were I don't mean to toot your rusty trumpet too early into the podcast Fat Larry but for all you yourself in, individually have given to this Mayo team and the Mayo GA circumcision at large it would just be really really sad if the symbiotic relationship that has existed all season was broken by this Mayo team playing like absolute shad again at the weekend Oh, shad is a great adjective to use to describe that game. I wasn't at the game, TJ, myself. No. Um, unfortunately, it just didn't suit on this equation. But I did manage to listen in on the radio. And I must say, it was it was a tough listen. It was a tough listen. I mean, I think back to that absolute hammering we gave loud in the previous round when I when I tuned in. And I, I said, you know what? I, I enjoyed that occasion so much that I was going to avoid going to the game which is something I don't do too often. I generally go to as many games as I can. But I really, it did really leave a very sour note in my in my mouth um, that, you know, Mayo would go out and, and, you know, go out against a team who by all accounts are a Division 1 team and fairly shad themselves, you know, Cork are a team, a county that don't even like football. So to get pegged back in that fashion was something that is going to hurt us bad. But I think it'll give this Mayo team an opportunity now. And it might be the fist up the hole that this Mayo team need now. And hopefully, as Martin Kearney said, we can return to an orgy of fisting, lateral fisting. It's going to be a very defensive game, I, I would assume, against Galway in my limited knowledge. But as you said there, you know, Kevin uh, Welch is a very, um, he's a very inbred coach. You know, he likes to set his teams up very defensively. Lots of sledging, lots of dirty tactics. So we're going to need to be ready for that now. And personally, I've always said that when Mayo's bums are to the wall, that is when we see them playing their best stuff. Yes, and those bums have been rooted so firmly against the wall that it seems like a couple of our premium Mayo players just went up there and took their own heads out of their asses after that Kerry game. Mm. Because when we went down to that Kerry game, our heads were so rightly stuck up our own arses that our tails were held high between our legs on that equation. And you look at the way that things have panned out in the last two games, it's been absolutely disgusting and disgraceful from my point of view. Fat Larry, do you mind if I call you Fat Larry? That's absolutely fine. I'm trying to juggle two balls here at the moment. I'm trying to juggle both of your balls. And one part of them is saying kind of, you know what I mean? This Mayo team, they have been shit on all displayable evidence that we've had over the last fortnight or three weeks or so or what have you. But I also like to think back to the Mayo teams of yore, teams gone by, teams that had a little bit of that Stephen Rochford imprint just caressed all over the the back of their necks. And Stephen Rochford gets the hair standing up on the back of my neck on many occasions. And I just think that he was a man who never won a game he didn't have to win. He only won matches when it was, as you said, bums to the wall time. So I think Stephen Rochford will be trying to get inside the bums of the Mayo players this week and trying to give them that courage and confidence that they need to, to come out and play that kind of swashbuckling, jizzworthy style of football that we had become so accustomed to throughout the, the Strat Alliance National League. If you think back to Ryan Hain mm. of the Strat Alliance National League, we, we played with, you know, just a, a real... We played like a team full of spunk. And, I don't know, you looked at that team at the last day and they wouldn't, they wouldn't have enough to blow out a candle. No, absolutely not. Now, for one TJ, I would say I'm sitting here this evening and I will, over the next half an hour or so, over the course of this podcast, I am going to absolutely rip this Mayo team asunder 
and I am going to make some statements that I feel will leave the team in a better place come the weekend. But I have to say, I will be saying all that and criticising the Mayo team confident in the knowledge that we are going to beat Galway but I do feel it's very important and looking at the texts and the messages that have come in and indeed the phone calls that we have received over the last couple of days that there are some thirsty inbreds out there who have got an awful lot to get off their little chesteens and it would be wrong of us and remissive of us and we wouldn't be I think doing justice to the Mayo inbreds if we didn't come out and give them the opportunity to vent because I think now is the time to do it TJ I think we can get we, we can turn our season around this weekend now against Galway. We can go out and give them an awful beating and then the following weekend will be full of jizz and full of confidence again. Because as you said, when it's knockout football and we're under pressure, that is when you know we used to always rub Stephen Rochford's belly for good luck going out. And it always seemed to work for us on many equations in the past. We've got an awful lot to get through, it's fair to say now. I mean, as I was saying there now, looking at the texts, you know, literally thousands of texts, folks, and that's not even um, that's not even overestimating indeed. But we will try and get to them as, as much as we can. And we would like to thank you for your consistent engagement and uh, for tuning in once again. Because I know it must be difficult now. You must be really questioning your, your loyalty to Mayo now over the last couple of days. And you're probably... Not feeling too proud, but I would say to you now at this venture to stick your chest out and get your cock out. And I think that is what Kevin McStay will be saying to his Mayo players at training on Tuesday or Wednesday night or whenever they go out and, and have an owl kick around. You said it right there, Fat Larry. The correspondence from the eagle-reared Mayo back loyalists has been absolutely impeccable this week. And we will be getting through to that at a later stage in the podcast. I suppose you're probably wondering at this venture what's coming up on today's show. Well, there's going to be plenty of up Mayo, that's for certain. Moving on then into the the kind of uh, the developmental stage of this podcast, we'll be kind of getting right stuck into them from the get-go, as it were. And then moving towards the conclusionary stage, there will be a little bit of a wrap-up where we dip our hands into the Mayorback onion bag and pull out some of the absolutely deranged thoughts that have been sent in via Instagram and Fat Larry you said it right now is not a time to bind together and put our trust in this Mayo team now is a time to call them out massively in every which way we can bringing up old gripes and old grudges that you have with these players it's a perfect time to go at it now because they've shown that they can't perform with just the motivation of their mangership ticket I know there's 15 or 20 of them in that But if you look around the country at large, there are literally thousands of half-bakes, inbreds and not wells who have the Mayo colours pinned to their chest. And they are literally chomping at their own bits to try and get this Mayo team back into fine fettle again this weekend. Absolutely. There's a lot of goodwill out there. And, and you know, I think... This 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 management ticket that we've assembled this year, TJ. I mean, I've been looking at it there the last day. It's it's you know possibly a case of too many too many balls, uh, too many balls being juggled around there. Maybe too many cooks boiling the broth. It's fair to say. It's like having ten octopuses at an orgy. Yeah, an orgy of fisting, fist passing. Excuse me, of course. Uh, which would be definitely uh, that's very true, TJ, and would definitely have been the case the day of the Louth game in particular. I know there wasn't as much uh, fist passing in the game the last day against Cork, but certainly we were lacking that little bit of directness for sure. Well, there was one bit of direct fisting that I'd like to draw attention to now at the moment, Fat Larry. This is not to say, 
Okay, we've come out here now with gusto and we've said the Mayo team played absolutely shite at the weekend. But this is not to say that the referee wasn't a bollocks. Judging on his performance the last day, absolutely outrageous decisions were made. Uh, Quasimodo Carney received a blow into the back of the head. You wouldn't see it in the MMA arena. It was mm. absolutely disgusting. disgusting. It made me sick to the teeth that exist in my own stomach. And Rodney O'Donoghue as well got a, a couple of nice fistings in the first half and not in a good way either. You know, we've never come on here and condoned that kind of stuff. Nobody should be pounding their rod at home listening to this podcast. Getting your cock out is one thing, but pounding your rod on a Sunday afternoon in the Gaelic grounds, that's absolutely deplorable. Absolutely, on front of about nine or 10,000 people as well. It certainly wouldn't... It wouldn't. It wouldn't go in any day and age. Never mind this day and age. But um, yeah, no, there was definitely a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of fat to chew on the game. I was speaking to an inbred of mine who was climbing up um, Croke Machu Picchu there last weekend, and he was uh, in the company of a, a, a Tibetan friend of his who has been become a, a big follower of the Mayo senior football team over the last couple of days. A man who, who doesn't say much by all accounts. He would live a, a life of, a simple life, a quiet life, of course. But he was absolutely incensed, TJ, by the, the, the I suppose, the Mayo struggles at the heart of the, the, the half-baked line. Um, you know, he... He hadn't talked in about six months, but he was compelled to go on about a five or ten minute rant um, about, you know, I suppose the fact that just things don't seem to be working out for us there. I don't know. I have no fucking clue about how football works. But, you know, you have a guy there in Conroy Loftitz who has obviously made his debut earlier in the year playing in the forwards for Mayo and would have been a forward in previous years gone by. And now we're, we're kind of playing him as a back. I would I would have always liked my, my, my bakes to be fully baked in the sense, you know, that I wouldn't want them to be, you know, kind of being too fluid or anything like that. But what would be your opinion on it? Because I know, I know I don't know much about football, but you might know slightly more than me. I just think the time of year is very important. If you don't mind me alluding to it now, Fat Larry, as some listeners at home will know, it is Pride Month. And last Sunday we saw a distinct lack of Mayo pride from players, management, ticket, fans, officials, everyone were absolutely disgraceful the way they carried on at the weekend. This Mayo team was supposed to be fluid. It was supposed to be able to transition from defence to attack, transition from men to women. I saw none of that the last day. I see more tight championship haircuts than I'd care for. I saw uh, shorts being pulled low down around the knees, socks down around the ankles. There was just no flair. There was no fluidity. There was, we just played in very binary terms. We, we didn't show that sort of reckless abandonment that we've been able to show in championship series gone by. Mm. And I think this is something that Kevin McShay, when he sits down with his Mayo team on Saturday night and he says to them, now boys, you were, you were fucking shit last weekend. But this is a new game. These are only only 15 lads from the neighbouring parish, Galway. Well, I want you to show them the height of respect, but I want you to show them absolutely no respect whatsoever on the pitch. Absolutely. And I think that's that's first and foremost what we're going to have to see. We're going to have to go back and probably echo the sentiments that we echoed back early January, late January, early February when Mayo took on Galway in, in, in round one of the Shrat Alliance Pictor League uh, in in. Park Elveries, McHale and Castle Bar and we said very you know really really important TJ that Mayo get the, the selection right from the start and pick probably for this week at least to pick as many of those 
inbreds from South Mayo as we possibly can. We think of, in particular, Enda Hessian, and we think of Tommy Conroy, who hasn't been starting too many games of late. We'll definitely need to see those guys, you know, show their stuff in every sense of the word now this weekend because those guys growing up down there on the border with Galway they're going to be absolutely seething with anger now as they head down to Salt Hill the next day and really with the point to prove unfortunately as you said TJ we didn't get our uh, we didn't get our cocks out down in Limerick last weekend but all credit due to the parish of Ballantubber they got their cock out last uh, weekend and he made a return to action do you expect to see him playing against Galway now this weekend? I do, Fat Larry. I, the reason I think that he should play this weekend is because his record of scoring points in Gaelic football matches is very, very good. It's, it's actually excellent. Mm. It would be one of the finest and one of the foremost records in Ireland. And I think more so from a team chemistry point of view, we need him in there because there's been a lot of reports, a lot of ructions coming from this Mayo camp of late that... His younger brother, Dr. Jeremy O'Connor, has been very unhappy with Cox's own selection to this team. And he, in fact, refused to play in the game against Louth until the cock was recalled. The cock was ruled out by a Mayo-based physio on a Thursday evening. And on a Friday evening, he gave himself a, a once-over. He, he gave himself his own personal assessment. He, everyone, look, everyone knows their own cock the best, including Killian O'Connor. So with that in mind, he gave himself the all clear to go out into the Mayo Senior League, whatever sort of a level that is now, I don't know. But he absolutely shot the lights out. And I think if he could carry that form into this weekend, it's the first thing that we need. But does Kevin McShea have a selection headache with so many players playing so badly at the moment? How the fuck is he going to get 15 to put on the pitch at all? It's a very good question, TJ, that you pose there. And I think it's important that we get these issues out and that we, you know, aren't afraid to say it as it is, that you're absolutely correct. There's a lot of guys in this Mayo team who are putting their hands down for selection, it would be fair to say. Down where, I don't know, but they would need to really pull up their socks now in a big way. And looking at the subs bench now, there's a there's surely a few guys there now that are, you know, their their pride must be hurting them a little bit. Their their bums might be getting a little bit sore from sitting on the bench too long. And it's probably high time now that they got out and got their chance. Because as we said TJ, there's no more chances after this weekend. There's no more podcasts for us if things don't go well. So it's it's shit or bust now for Mayo in a sense. And I firmly believe as shit and all as they've been, that they will be less shit than Galway this weekend. And I am very much confident about that fact. Now, we must remember, guys, it's not that long since we gave Galway a royal rimming in Crow Park for all the nation to see. Now, this weekend, we're going down to their patch. So we're going to have to try and sneak our way in their back door and try and ransack the house, as it were. We're going down to Pierce Stadium, shithole by all accounts. Mm-hmm. And I will actually at this venture just give it out a little a little warning if there's any uh, younger children listening to this podcast, maybe anyone who's kind of acquiring English as a second language. Uh, there's going to be some mild swearing coming up over the course of this show. So just watch out for that. If you're in the car listening to this with the young ones, just uh, take your hands off the wheel and 
cover their ears because myself and Fat Larry were coming out here and we're shooting from the cliff. We're just not giving a fuck as it were. We're calling it as it is. It's how we've always done it. And I think that the Mayo fans around the world respect that. I will at this venture pause and say hello to a young Mayo fan. He's a young man from France who got in touch with the page. He's from Paris, gay Paris as it were. And he told me that in March of this year, he had no idea what a Mayo or back was. He didn't know what a Mayo was. He didn't even know what a Gaelic football was. He spent the last four months sitting under the Eiffel Tower usually listening to every single episode of this podcast and he rang me up last weekend Fat Larry, a young man and he took his phone out and he rang me and he said to me not in French now he was using kind of broken English and he said what the fuck is going wrong with this fucking Mayo team he says just like that right I said I don't know Seamus or I don't know um, Francois I'll have to ask Fat Larry about it on the next podcast and here we are, Fat Larry. Can you, can you give any words of solace or consolation to this poor, half-baked, uh, deranged lunatic who lives in France but has somehow become so attached to this Mayo team? It certainly is a, you know, a, a, some feat on, on, on behalf of that particular inbred. You know, there's, a, I'd say there's probably fellas like him inside the county itself that have, have absolutely less of a clue about football than himself. There certainly is a, a very diverse and very unusual following this Mayo team has, which is, I suppose, what makes it such a special organisation to be a part of. There's, there's all kinds of creatures and, 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 and God knows what else to follow in this Mayo team. To put the finger on it now, or to put the finger anywhere else, TJ, it, it's hard to know really what's, uh, what's going wrong with this Mayo team. You know, there's, there's some inbreds out there maybe suggesting that, you know, that maybe Kevin McStay has been a little bit too nice to these Mayo players, that he's maybe been a little bit too caring and cuddly with them. And of course, Stephen Rochford would be well known for that as well, that maybe this Mayo team needs a little bit of tough love and maybe this Mayo team needs their management to come out and do what we have done here this evening and absolutely leave them under no impressions that we are very disappointed in them and very angry at the displays that they've been putting out over the last while and they were going to have to pull their socks up now in a big way and I know I've said that a few times this evening but there's far too many socks down around the ankles and some of the players are even going out nowadays and playing with you know little ankle socks on them and, and no socks on them at all and you know we've said here before that we've been very annoyed that you know Mayo always go out with different socks on and the players seem to do their own thing and it's just not good enough you know, I think they need to go on now the next day and to, to, to I suppose, echo the words of pa- that Patsy Broderick left ringing in our ears a couple of weeks ago. This Mayo team need to put their gloves on and double-gloved in some cases as well and not be giving their gloves away because, by all accounts, looking ahead to the weekend now, the forecast for Salt Hill this Sunday is not particularly good. We know it's an awful shithole. We know that there'll be a vertical wind blowing horizontally down the field into that far goal. And if we don't get about a 15-point lead playing with that wind, we're absolutely screwed. Now, I suppose I've talked around the houses there and in and out of the bushes and whatever, and I know that mightn't be exactly what France was looking for. But as we know, following this Mayo team, we've been 69 plus four years now waiting to win the All-Ireland all these questions are very, very hard to answer with any degree of certainty, I feel. Look, we've got our cock out. We've talked this podcast 
nearly to death at this stage. We've we've beaten around the bush. We've beaten off inside the bush. We we don't know what to do with our bush at the moment. I think what we should probably do at this venture is say, first of all, up Mayo. Secondly, we're going to take a musical break and we're just going to pause for a sort of a Mayo Angelus, as it were. We're going to listen to one of those lovely little fan clips that you love that come in from the half-bakes around Mayo. We're going to play one of those. And when we come back after the break things are going to go up a notch because we're going to start really calling out this Mayo team. We've been kind in the first half of this podcast. has no place in our game. Dempsey hits Gavin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in just to finish him off a little bit and, and gives him a touch of the elbow. Here, John Casey jumping in to readjust John McDermott's head a little bit. The entire county of Meath seemed to come on top of him and the poor man got an awful killing in this, in this incident, you know. A couple of great examples of, of, of uh, slow waltzes and whatever like that. He exercises his right leg a little bit here, stretching it, I presume. He'd, he'd make Michael flatly eat his hat up because this is a wonderful high leg action here. He's watching Noel Keneally hitting Trevor Giles. Liam McHale was unlucky that he turned around and was caught. It was a disgraceful scene and somebody had to walk. Noel Keneally. Too small, Latna Hibra, a little bit of Irish there for the, the Irish men amongst you and Irish women indeed. We have made a good start to this podcast, but we need to up the ante here now in the second half. And I suppose in the introductory period to the second half, I'll just tell you what's coming up in the second half. We're going to be doing the second half of this podcast. Now, moving swiftly on from that, I want to say that is it fair to suggest that Mayo and the Mayo team are going through a sort of a cycle that we've seen their form peak and trough this season in sort of a, a cyclical way and even there's a chance that maybe the Mayo team and all the fans have all kind of synced up as it were because if you go back to about three or four weeks ago this Mayo team was playing with their tails hanging high between their legs they were playing unbelievable stuff when we went down to Killarney and then sort of a week passed and the mood was still good and then kind of came to the loud game and everyone was starting to get a little bit ratty a little bit annoyed things that wouldn't have normally been a problem for us became a big problem and we ended up down in Cork and Cork and Loud, you know, that the red jerseys, they just kind of put us into that state of really getting annoyed with people and people were asking me questions and it was annoying me and I think I think that period might have been might be over now at the moment that particular period might have passed I hope and as that period ends a new cycle begins and we start to move towards a Mayo team that really could be ovulating as it comes down to this weekend when we go down to Salt Hill we don't want any sort of uh, saltiness from the, the fans unless it's directed at Galway players we want to come together like the Mayo team in an orgy. We need to be all on the same side and batting for the one team. And just as I as I finish off this rambling monologue, Fat Larry, I see that you're heading for the teleprompter. You want to crack open the onion bag and see what way the onion is going to crumble this week on the podcast as we read some of the messages that come in. And it's a credit to you, the fans. We will often read a message here, myself and Fat Larry, and we will say, these people are worse off than we are. You're totally gone in the head. And that is great to see around this time of the season because, you know, we should be 
booking a hotel stay up in Dublin at this stage. Mm. We should be planning yeah. what we're going to be doing on the last weekend of July. But the way this Mayo team has has kind of set us up, it looks like we might be playing with ourselves that weekend. Absolutely. And I hope that's not the case, TJ. And I would like to take this opportunity to say out Mayo, of course, but also just to apologise to the listeners out there now for cutting the introductory phase of the podcast so short this evening. I know it's we're, we're barely in the door and we're leaving again, but just such was the level of interaction that we received from Mayo Halfbakes on the Instagram page there we just needed to maybe allot a little bit more time to those particular inbreds I think that would be much better use of our time and um, looking through the comments here you've got a not you've got a nice mix you've even got a few uh you've got a few Galway fans we must be getting popular because they're uh you know they're they're, they're chiming in here as well um, sure we'll start it off anyways uh, bring back home Ellie is the first uh, comment and I have to say never in my life have I agreed with the sentiment so much I have thought that every day for the last eight odd years but definitely on weeks like this week we think back to home Ellie and their stellar record against Galway they went down to Salt Hill once and trashed Galway in a Connacht Championship match and then were ousted in Ballyhane Clubhouse later that year. Rough justice for two absolutely wonderful stalwarts of the county. Next one that comes in, TJ, you might enjoy this one. Where on earth is Big Barry Moore? And we haven't seen him in the last couple of games. What an astute listener that is. That's just a guy, and I know him quite well, this man. He's got an eye for football and an eye for games. And he's been able to notice Mayo's dip in form has coincided with them not starting Big Bird Barry Moran. I'd say it's high time that the Big Bird was recalled and roosting in the nest that is midfield. We've seen over the last few years nobody old and bald in midfield. We have seen no birds flying around the pitch. We've been really lacking that little bit of Julians in midfield. And you'd wonder about the nutrition of this Mayo team. Is it is it correct? And is there someone else out there within the county that we could reach out to now? Barry Moran's certainly not a bad shout. Seamus Parsons, mm-hmm. or Seamus, um, Seamus O'Shea, as it were. Uh, Tom Parsnips. Any of these guys that, you know, they showed their stuff in days gone by. Where are they now, as it were? You know, they were maybe turfed out too early, as it were. Absolutely. And it definitely is a, a case for an SOS now, a Save Our Soul, or a, a Seamus O'Shea, you could say. He was always very good to dig us out of a hole... Um, when we needed them so yeah look at there's an awful lot of uh, there's an awful lot of love for Homeli here this evening um, yeah you know there's a reference being made here to their 100% record against Galway which should not be forgotten about will it be a salty affair in Salt Hill and will it be Galway tasting salt in their mouth at the end of the game the next day I firmly believe that they will um, as I said at the top of the show, I, I, I believe Mayo have been shambolic, to say the least, over the last couple of weeks. But I am absolutely convinced that they will be able to turn it around and come out fisting hard and fisting early against Galway the next day now. Um, the Gaelic grounds is a bad old man. I know, TJ, it scared me and you off from going down there. We couldn't face going back. Have we more any more of a chance down in Salt Hill, do you think? I don't know. Maybe if we can reflect back to what Patsy Broderick was saying with his expertise last week, he suggested Rory McBrickham and Adindem should possibly be brought in at this stage, injured or not. He reckons there's a, there's a young man here in the comments, in fact, called Joseph, an astute listener. He reckons that Rory McBrickham and Adindem would be the perfect man to put on Damien Cummer this weekend if he is selected as available. Galway have a lot of injuries now. 
and it couldn't happen to a to a to a better team. I'm delighted to see them coming down with injuries. Fellas who are going to miss months of football, they're going to miss out on playing with their little kids and stuff, all because they've been injured in the game that we love. That's the type of thing that we need. And I think right from the very get-go, we should be looking at maybe inflicting an injury to a, a Shane Walsh or even a, a Porrick Joyce or one of their kind of talismatic marksmen that they have. Absolutely, yeah. And I suppose as I, as I sit here, TJ, and it's hard to, I suppose it's hard to get away from the fact as we sit here with this kind of an oval-shaped ball that I have in my hand here at the moment. It is indeed an AFL football, if anyone else was mistaken for something else. You think of... You know, another South Mayo inbred who we could badly do it this week. Um, you know, it's he might come back yet. Never give up. We asked the Mayo listeners early in the week to manifest themselves very, very hard with the hope that maybe Oshin Mullen might come back. Patsy Broderick uh, is, is currently... Well, we think he might be making a quick trip back to Australia to get one more game out of Oshin. I'm not sure. We must give him a call to see what the story is with that one. But have we any, you know, these young inbreds, TJs, are any of them now that you feel might be able to put their hands up and, and you know, maybe, you know, turn this thing around for Mayo? They need to pull their jocks up, Fat Larry. Any of them that do get a chance from the, from the sideline or from the start next weekend. The likes of Darnell McHale the knock more forward. That young man now, he's been on the, his arse is sore from sitting on the bench. He needs to get out there and throw himself head first into a couple of big challenges because I think he plays with a sort of recklessness abandonmentness that this Mayo team have missed over the course of the last two matches. So I would like to see him being introduced, certainly. Is there anyone else that springs to the top of your mind? Oh, well, I think I'd say the last day now, Big Dick McHugh was absolutely excellent when he came in. Um, I thought he was very, very unlucky, you know, to get a, uh, well, not a yellow card, but to give away a penalty that, in my opinion, was absolutely wasn't a penalty and under no circumstances. Um, I thought it was an absolute disgraceful call. And it's on those small little calls like that, TJ, that these big games swing. Um, you know, there was, there was a lot swinging down in the Gaelic grounds last uh, Sunday. You know, there will be a lot more swinging to be done this weekend above and salt hill. And you would hope that that's that bit of swinging that's going to be going on down there will swing in our direction. And it'll be us that's doing the swinging, not Galway. Well, I think back to the, the good uh, mor- morale that existed within Mayo around the time of that league final. I was actually in attendance on that particular equation myself and there was a real spirit of sort of up Mayo all around the streets of Dublin and we haven't seen that Mayo fans they haven't been able to swing their mickeys like they like to do over the last couple of weeks such as being the dour performances on the field but I think regardless what happens on the field when you cross that county boundary line next Sunday I think you need to start swinging it get your cock out is the mantra of this podcast and we want to hammer that home now but not just get it out get it out and swing it with pride I believe and if Kevin McShea applies the same tactics on the field I think we're going to have a much better chance because I would like to see the cock the A13 the other car who looked like a bit of a banger last weekend. Normally he drives like a Rolls Royce. I'd have the three of them. I'd have kind of the rod stiffen up there beside them. And I want to see Tommy Cumroy dripping off them because the way he came on and impacted that game the last day, he scored a great goal. And I just Mm -hmm. think that he has that in him. He has that in his locker, you know? And with all the locker room talk that we've had over the course of this evening's podcast, one thing is for certain. If we don't score more goals and points combined than Galway, 
we're going to find ourselves with our bums in the air next Sunday out of the championship nothing to do with ourselves till what the FGC league rolls around again next Christmas time that's just not on I think we've come to expect much more for our Mayo charges and I think as this plays into their ears whether it be the night before the game on the team bus down or maybe when they're in the warm-up room doing their little stretches and their activation work these are the sort of sediments that are going to be ringing around in their heads when they take to the field Mm. come three o'clock Sunday afternoon and I hope that that can make all the difference Definitely. And I know there's been a lot of people out there criticising the Mayo team and they're a disgrace. We, of course, aren't criticising them in the same way. Our criticism here always has a different effect on the Mayo team. And I know one guy who we are exceptionally fond of here who got we shipped a lot of flack after the game the last two was of course our our our, our James Carr inside in the full forward line but I know for certain that Kevin McStay is going to have a bit of time in the garage during the week and is going to get his spanner out and he's going to give that car a good service and he's going to get him back playing at his best this weekend against Galway and I can tell you for a fact if you're going down to put on your little bet or your little first goal scorer bet. I'd be putting on James Carr to get a first goal the next day now because we remember back to the Gaelic grounds in 2019 when he rattled the onion sack, not once, but twice in a big win for Mayo. That was, of course, not the last equation when Mayo knocked Galway out of the championship. They did it again the following year in 2020 during the height of the COVID pandemic. A right kick down to Galway when they needed it during that joyful time. And of course, the following year in 2021, we knocked Galway out of the championship again. So if any of you half-bakes out there, you awful inbreds, think that Mayo are going to lie down this weekend or bend over or anything else for that matter, you must remember that the last... Three times at Mayo have faced Galway in knockout football. We have punted them out of the championship and it hasn't been since 1998. Back many, many moons before I was born when Galway last knocked Mayo out of the championship. And I can tell you for a fact, TJ, that's not going to be happening this weekend. They're nothing more than fancy dance. Now, it would be unbelievably remissive of me at this venture in the podcast not to reiterate the sediments up Mayo and get your cock out. But also, I suppose, to thank you, Fat Larry, on behalf of every single one of the listeners. And I believe that I speak on behalf of myself. And I'd like to agree with myself before I uh, speak the sediments out into the world and echo them back at you in this sense, if I can. And just to say, wow, what a fabulous, gorgeous guy you are. You have such an astute knowledge of Mayo football and Mayo inbreds at large and I think the way that you've come on this podcast this week you've been so brave and I would like to commend you on behalf of all the listenership and thank you for giving up your valuable valuable time to schedule in this particular little chinwag that we're after enjoying. Thank you very much TG I don't do it for the money but the money is very very good but I do it for the love of the county we owe. It is probably my favourite county in all of Ireland, I have to say. A county that I have spent some time in down through the years. And a county, I must say, I'm quite fond of, it must be said. You know, after maybe 78 episodes of the Mayo Back podcast, I can probably start to say now that I I like Mayo. And, and I indeed, TJ, would really like to see this Mayo team go out and give Galway a big hiding at the weekend now. And I think that this is the year that we are going to win the All-Ireland and I think that is going to start off with a big win this weekend and we will roll into Crow Park the following week flying fit with our mickeys flying in the air and our 
cocks out kicking scores I think it's going to be a great month ahead now we must remember the All-Ireland final is merely one month away this time next month Mayo Inbreds we've asked you to manifest yourself you've been manifesting yourself every day since January we would ask you to continue that vein now on into the next couple of weeks and hopefully by this time next month we will be All-Ireland champions and we can just park this weird chapter of our life and move on. Yeah, this this nasty period that we've had is over. We need to flick open the dustbin and just dispose of it. And we need to look forward to the future and we need to enjoy ourselves. And I suppose we need to end on a really, really positive note on today's equation. We need to say that regardless of what we've said over the course of the last 40 or so minutes, Mayo are going to be Galway. There's no two ways about it. Mayo love big games and this is as big as they get. They know that if they lose the game on Sunday, the season is over for them. This podcast could be over for the season. Who's going, who are we going to talk shit about then, Fat Larry? You know, we're all going to be left at a real loose end. So I think for the county, we need to bind together all inbreds of all shapes and sizes, little and large. We need to all start rowing in the same canoe at the moment and tipping ourselves up towards Crow Park and heading down that Royal Canal right into the Davin Stand on the 31st of July. That's where we want to be. And we want to be there and we want to be ready. And I believe that the Mayo fans certainly are it's over to you guys now, our beloved Mayo players whom we adore and only talk shit about after bad games. Mm. We've, 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 we've sang harmonies about this Mayo team. We've blown their rusty trumpets into oblivion over the course of this season. It's been an amazing season. But I'm confident that we're going to be back for season five, episode 11, as we move through this sort of preliminary quarterfinal stages into the sort of actually real quarterfinal stages and from there on right into the shamies and right into the All-Ireland final and I, I, I absolutely believe TJ that your sentiments which I would like to thank you very much for at this stage will be very very true come Sunday evening I fully expect that me and you will be back here sitting on our arses next week recording another podcast and looking forward to an All-Ireland quarterfinal above in Crow Park Thanks very much to you guys, the the the, the unwells who who we, we love so dearly, who, who tune in every week. Um, there's new listeners tuning in all of the time, which is absolutely fabulous to see. And that surely will grow and grow and grow uh, as the, the weeks go on and as we build towards the All-Ireland final, which we will be in. I have very little doubt about that. So thank you very much now. I've ran out of things to say, TJ, so I'm going to leave the the last word now with your good self. The last sentiment I'd like to echo is just to all Mayo fans out there to get into a state of mental Mayo meditation this week. Just ponder over the fact that we are definitely going to win this game. You can do it while you're manifesting yourself or you can actually do it at any time of day or night. Just focus on your breathing ground yourself and be safe in the knowledge that we are going to do 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 the business on Sunday there's no two ways about it we're not taking no for an answer we believe in our Mayo boys and most of all we believe in ourselves the last question on today's show Fat Larry is are we going to do it we're going to do it come on Mayo this is the king here from Balahounas Assembly final today, which you will be You know we are the best. This year, the windy All Ireland. 
Hold it! 